boo. <laughs> Hello. 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 Uh, we are Spook Me, me Something, something good. good. I'm Katie. And I'm Corey. And we we normally do this sans the spooky uh, as Teach Me Something Good. But now we're doing it with spooks because with spooks. it's the spook season. It's true. Hence the bats and the lights and the ambiance. I love spooky season. Should we... Uh, Teach each should other? that be our should I should that be our cold open and then we do the theme song? Oh yeah, I think we can do that. We've never done this live before, so it's going to so. be a lot of questioning each other. <laughs> so this is spook me something good. Cue music. Spooky as possible. You knocked that out of the park. That was Thank beautiful. you. That was art. Thank you so much. That was art right there. I mean, I do what I can. <laughs> also, well, I'm trying to look as like menacing as possible. I'm, I'm too. I'm too nice for Halloween, Katie. You've got a Hawaiian shirt on. You're trying to look I, menacing. Come on. Well, like I don't know. Come like, on. <laughs> how about the vibe like um, Robin Williams in One Hour Photo? That kind of creepy. That reference just. You've, <laughs> Oh, you've never seen One Hour Photo? Nope. So you know how Robin Williams is very nice? Yeah. He's not in this movie. Interesting. No, no, he's very disturbed. Interesting. I mean. Yeah. Uh, but, well. Yeah. I've, yeah. Here we this, are. Uh, the live format really emphasizes that we have not nailed the opening. Uh, nope. Usually we just chat at each other and then Corey makes it sound like we've got our stuff together. Uh, but Oof. this is a podcast uh, where we try to teach each other good things, Something. things, yeah. In- interesting things, interesting things. Uh, and this is the super special spooky, spooky version. Spooky. <laughs> so ah, 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 ah. that's the count. Thank you for that, From Corey. You wanna you just hop into it? I think we should because yeah. I have quite the doozy to discuss i'm so excited because katie and everyone watching at home and everyone who listens on the podcast i haven't forgotten about you just because we're live i'm here and i'm gonna it's late i'm tired so i'm gonna get the microphone real close and i'm gonna look very menacing please if you're watching live in the chat let me know how menacing i am i have flickering lights and everything (laughs) Uh, that less, you now you you're taking a shit. There you go. Well, I mean, what's more menacing than a bowel movement? <laughs> um, especially when it can't come out. Uh, the story I'd like to share with you today is about the exorcism, exorcism. of Emma Schmidt. Allegedly, this really happened. Okay. This story is one of the first recorded exorcisms in America. Wow. And it was uh, apparently very well documented by a priest who was uh, privy to the entire affair from beginning to end. Um, And as we go through it, you'll see that this is either the story of a young woman destroyed by Satan or a young woman 
destroyed by well, like undiagnosed, undiagnosed mental illness at the turn oh, of the century combined cool. with a, a community that really didn't understand or care for. You know, I mean, well, my you, money's you, on that one. So yeah, it's 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 good. It's definitely gonna be that one. But yeah, I mean, it's like spooky. fun to pretend that it's Satan. I guess yeah, probably absolutely. wasn't fun for her. It's fun for no, us. No, it, it it was certainly not fun for her. Uh, so let's talk about Emma Schmidt. Yes. And uh, if you don't care to know the story, they have made movies about this. So uh, go and watch the movie. I guess I don't know what it's called. You're gonna have to do some searching. So you know. Um, also, don't watch the movie. Listen to me. What am I doing? We just lost everyone. Yep. Oh, there goes the view count. Anyway. Uh, Emma Schmidt was an American woman born outside Milwaukee, Wisconsin at a very, very young age. She was born in 1882 to a pair of German immigrants. Uh, we know her father's name was Jacob. Uh, I did, I, I attempted to research through Ancestry to find an Emma Schmidt born uh, in Wisconsin in 1882. Okay. Uh, any information I could find did not match with the official account of the story. Cool. Um, but it also was 1882. Right. So, like records. Yeah. Not... A records to, a, I mean, the U.S. Census to German immigrants in uh, basically the rural area outside of Milwaukee, I didn't right. have a ton of high hopes. Yeah. Um, we know that her mother died. Emma's mother died when she was about eight years old. Okay. Um, she was raised Catholic, seemingly by her mother. That is a total shocker. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, her father despised the Catholic Church and apparently had a reputation of being an alcoholic and a skirt chaser. Oops. And there's no record of it, but he also may have been abusing her yeah well. again i'm not exactly shocked yeah so, so you're saying he was satan in this situation i mean that's more <laughs> that's more foretelling than anything else i could say in the story yeah. so good job we didn't even plan that the story of emma's demonic possession paints the light of either an abused teenager dealing poorly with trauma at the start of the 20th century in an ultra conservative immigrant community or an actual demonic possession. Yeah, I mean, it's the first one. <laughs> <laughs> we are not doctors, but I mean, like I've got a white coat on. This is true. You're you're ba- I mean, you In have TV and you have goggles. World, I'm a doctor. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you have a scalpel nearby? No. Jesus. Perfect. Good. That would be too suspicious. I have a spoon. You monster. <laughs> At age 14, Emma said she was unable to enter a Catholic church without, quote, violent thoughts entering her mind. Dude, I feel that. I fucking feel that. Yeah, right? I mean... James and I went to a mac and cheese cook-off a few years ago. It was in, like, a parish hall of a church, and we both walked in, and we were like... (laughs) 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 What? What is all this stained glass? We're going to burst into flame. This is true. And and you, as far as we know, you're not possessed by anything. I mean, you know, maybe sure. that we know of. Sure. Uh oh, that explains all that pea soup you vomited up. Mm, yes, oh, true. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that that all pieces together now. It does. Um, so here are some things that she wanted to do. Uh, she was repulsed by every part of the church. She wanted to <sighs> smash that, the fonts girl. of the holy water. God, I feel that. 
she wanted to harm and maim the priests. Look, they probably deserved it. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, so far, homegirl's got the right. She's like, we need to reform the church. Yeah, like we really need some church reform. <laughs> this just sounds like a fourteen-year-old girl who had to spend her life in the Catholic Church. Yeah, um, she didn't want to take communion. Any items that were blessed by a priest were revolting to her. And eventually she could not enter a church at all, claiming an interior hidden power was holding her back. Lol. What an excuse. Oh, Corey, you went to Catholic school. Did you you ever think about... (laughs) Can't go to school today. All all this stuff. I'm just like... I mean, I have an interior hidden power stopping me from taking out the trash. True. Right? It's called depression. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We have to start calling it our interior hidden power. (laughs) Yes. I will say that, like, overall, she's smart as shit. The problem is they called her bluff. It's true. They really did. Oh, (laughs) boy, did they. That's really the problem. Um, So she was also said to be disturbed by, quote, Thoughts about committing unspeakable sexual acts. So any sexual acts, because it was to, yeah, 1800s. To wi- I, yeah, exactly. Like, so at 18, 1882, uh, like, sex is the unspeakable sexual <laughs> So <act>. sex. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, shocking, a 14-year-old girl who spent her life in the church suddenly is thinking about sex a whole lot and doesn't want to go to church. Oh, my God, what could it be? I, uh... Just the devil. It's. I mean, <laughs> is it is it trauma? Is it puberty? Is it trauma beset with puberty? No, it's got to be Satan. It's Satan. Definitely Satan. <laughs> so, uh, she did believe that she was going insane. Fair. Which I mean, you know, she probably... we were fourteen at some point. Yeah. We all felt we were going insane. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, Many writings on the subject of Emma's possession, and I put that in quotes, uh, seem to indicate (laughs) (laughs) that her full possession happened in 1900 when she turned 18. Okay. Church officials. That's how Satan works. Yep. Satan's like, "Mm." Satan, I mean, let's be honest. Out of all the people in the world who would say the phrase, if there's grass on the patch, play ball, it's going to be Satan. Oh, gross. Yeah, it's going to be Satan who says that. So, it's fair. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we just got the entire pop-up improv YouTube channel. Just no option of monetization ever. (laughs) Oh, well, if that's the case, no. I I won't go further. Real gangsters run red lights. All right. Church officials delayed calling for an exorcism for four years because uh, they said that she was just mentally ill. What changed their minds? Uh, she went to a variety of doctors who met her complaints with diagnoses of hallucination or, remember, it's 1904 at this point, pure hysteria. Oh, fuck all. While others said that she was normal in the fullest sense. Right. Okay. Cool. Medicine yeah. really come a long way. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I am worried that even the Catholic Church was like, well, hold on. Let's not jump straight to Satan. Go see a doctor. And then the doctors were like, well, you're a woman. 
Well, you're a lady, so it's it's Satan. Yep, it's it's either Satan or just your your lady times. Your lady times. Okay. Guess, yeah. So now she's possessed. Oh, so official. Yeah. At, at this point, she is possessed. Okay. Um, and what they what the Catholic Church does now is they bring in uh, an exorcist. So yeah, we get yeah, to talk okay. about Father Theophilus Riesinger. God damn! What? Who names these people? Well, he was born in Germany. Okay. Fine. So some Germans. Um, he was born in Germany in 1899. He immigrated to the United States and practiced in New York City before moving to the Midwest. And by the time he moved to the mid, basically within a few months of moving to the Midwest, he got a call, uh, Father Theo, uh, we have an 18, we have a 22-year-old woman who definitely is possessed by Satan. Let's get her done. Gross. So he attempted an exorcism uh, on the 22-year-old woman, uh, Anna, I'm sorry, Emma. Some there in the book that was written about her, uh, she was named uh, Anna Eklund, presumably to keep her like, like her identity. identity. Yeah, yeah. Um, but her, from all accounts, her name was Emma. I mean, she's dead, or if she existed, she'd be dead by now. Or is she still alive through the power of Satan? Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so if I say Anna, I mean Emma. Okay, um, we got you. Yeah. So Father Riesinger comes to Wisconsin and does an exorcism. Okay. Uh, and it seems to work. Looks fine. She's fine. All good to go. Okay. So uh, let me set the stage now for a couple different things. One, after this exorcism... Father Riesinger becomes the nation's go-to for demonic exorcisms. Oh, God. He nails about one a year in America at that point. Yeah. Uh, he did 19 in 16 years. So what a, little, what a thing. Yeah, one and a, one and a quarter exorcism. You know, you know that quarter exorcism? That, that, where like, just like a little, like a little, I mean like a little <laughs> Satan off the top. Yeah, it's just like the power of Christ is asking nicely. Please, like, come on. Or it's like Satan's just like dipped his toe into you, yeah. like he's not like fully there yet, you know? It's like, I've yeah, my my pinky is possessed. My pinky's you... so angry. It keeps poking me in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, have you tried dipping it in holy water? It won't go in. It keeps curling. That was awfully specific. So I do have to share with you um, one of Emma's family members. So we know about her father, who is, by all intents and purposes, yeah, piece of shit. Uh, We have her mother passed away. Clearly, she's not dealing well with that. Um, But now we need to talk about her Aunt Mina. It's always the aunts. She may not have existed, or she may have been her aunt. Okay. Or she may have been her father's mistress. Okay. Or I guess if the mother is, I, I don't know when the relationship would have taken place. I assume if the mother is dead, it's not a mistress anymore. It's yeah. just, it's just your shorty. Just a lady. Um, yeah. As they said in the 1900s, yo shorty. Yes, they did. A little known fact. Uh... Drop that wop <laughs> over here. 
<laughs> there doth be whores up in this house. <laughs> Speaking of whores in this house, Aunt Mina. Um, Aunt Mina. If she existed, okay. she was regarded in her community as a good old-fashioned witch. Uh, yep. Uh, yeah. She may or may not have killed all of her children. Who can okay. Say That's like a good thing to have not yep. well defined. She also mm. may or may not have put curses on Emma. Okay, well, she didn't because it's not possible. Via cursed herbs. Oh, baby. She cursed some rosemary yeah, and oh, sprinkled it on her okay. fucking spetzel or whatever. Honestly, what it was is food safety back then was trash. And they and probably were all eating, like, God knows what kind of mold. Like So, like, when you you are a food science person, uh, when, true. I, I, in what decade would you feel most comfortable eating food that a normal American family would feed you? Now. <laughs> 2020 is that a question i don't like no. y- you would you wouldn't eat like a standard meal from the 1950s yeah i would say like 50s 60s is where okay. i draw the line okay uh that's still pushing it there. i mean like we were not great with canned food until the like 70s or 80s to be honest and we like didn't really use meat thermometers until the 80s 90s so oh god um, Aunt Mina was a witch, sure. may have cursed her food. So while Father Riesinger is doing his, you know, magical mystery tour, um, <laughs> 19 exorcisms in 16 years. I mean, what a name like, for it. That's about that's a that's how much the Grateful Dead tour. So I mean, I mean, Parent? yeah. <laughs> so yes, by that point. Uh, Father Riesinger is going on his nationwide tour. Remove. I assume he's. It's kind of like a Scooby Doo thing. You know when Scooby chases the ghost through the mansion. I figured that's what he's doing. It's just the same devil it's going to different same, people. The same devil. I just would like to imagine that he had groupies. <laughs> he had a van. Well, I guess it was a carriage. Yes. It had. Uh, it had. It had some hay like, in the back. Crucifixes hanging instead of like psychedelic <laughs> beads. Uh just ro- rosary beads. Rosary beads. Yeah. There we go. That's a thing. So, uh, in that time span, Emma's father died. Aunt Mina, if she existed, she is dead at this point. What a wild, um, wild time. She then starts to, I don't, I don't know how exorcisms work, but I guess she got worse or repossessed. And it's not like it's not like Satan took that, her back because she wasn't paying when that anything. Happens. Yeah, you know when you don't pay Satan, so he takes your stuff. Uh, you have not been sacrificing to the Dark Lord, so we're gonna have to take your couch. I'm to real repo- sorry. We're gonna have to repossess you. We put a boot on your car until you can give us two goats. <laughs> uh, I was watching Sixteen and Pregnant today because I do that, and that. this girl, she's sixteen and pregnant as it what? says on the tin. Uh, and she was worried about her hospital bills. And uh, she was like, well, the, the hospital told us that if I don't pay the hospital bills, I can't have the baby. To which I said, are they going to put a boot on your cooch? They can't do, can't that. do that. Like, it will. It, you're going to have the baby, sweetie. You could be in debt for the rest of your life. And they can, like, and, oh, and she will be. She's on 16 and pregnant. But, but, like, 
They can't yeah. deny you can't. <laughs> They'll just take the baby until you pay. Lol. Uh, uh. Anyway, so she's living now in a convent in Iowa. Okay. And she is repossessed by a, a group of demons. Um, so she was someone, bored of the convent. She like, must have been bored. Get out. Um, <laughs> Father Riesinger comes to this convent because they need to uh, get her f- fixed once and for all. So okay. they have basically a three-month exorcism. Oh, my God. And now this is this is really rough. Like, remember, this is over the course of three months. I'm going to speed through it. But um, here are some things that were noted that happened during these exorcisms. Oh, I should also let you know, she uh, dur- once the exorcism started, she was pretty much on a diet of fluids. They wouldn't give her, like, she wouldn't, she, she was not given food. Uh, Good God. Al- allegedly, the 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 priestesses, priestesses, the nuns. Come on, Corey. Yeah, the priestesses uh, are on the Satan side. Gotcha. That's where <laughs> I went wrong. The the nuns uh, would sometimes try to bless her food and sprinkle it with holy water, and she knew every time, probably because all her food was soaked in water. Yeah. Um, but they said she knew, so she didn't okay. eat a whole lot. She only drank. Some liquid. All right. So at this time, she was convulsing. So the strongest nuns were holding her down. She dislodged herself from the bed and landed high above the door of the room and clung to the wall with cat-like grips. Yeah, okay. Uh, People report hearing a variety of voices coming from her body and not her mouth. Somehow an increased body weight... And impossible contortion of her body. Okay. So sure. all of all of this was uh, documented in a in a pamphlet. It, I mean, it's a book. It's a novella. <laughs> okay. It's it's, it's forty five pages. So calling it a pamphlet seems a little disingenuous. It's a sign. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's definitely like. Is there a like pump. a like brew your own holy water recipe in the back? Because it's a sign. And a crossword puzzle. <laughs> Um, (laughs) Like a bad hand-drawn one. Hell yeah, it's all crooked. So, But it was written by Reverend Carl Vogel. You can find this at your local library. Uh, I think the title is Beware Satan, but I will confirm. Uh, Or someone else can confirm for me because I'm doing a podcast. Hi everyone, future Corey here. The book is called Be Gone Satan, A Soul-Stirring Account of Diabolical Possession in Iowa by Father Carl Vogel. It is $6.95 in paperback on Amazon Prime, or if you want it in hardcover, it is apparently $200.95. Have fun. Uh, He noted that Satan, in his speeches and answers, did not use the tongue of the poor possessed girl to make himself understood. And that phrasing is in both senses of the term in which they noted that she became a ventriloquist and could talk not from her mouth, but also she spoke English. Makes sense. German. Sure. And Latin. You're in a convent. You probably picked up a little Latin. Yeah. Uh, in these voices, Father Riesinger asked the spirit inside Emma why she was possessed. The spirit, and at this point, 
this is a therapy session. Right. Um, like a really, really it's It's not a good one. Yeah. yeah, it's a bad therapy session. Yeah. So Father Riesinger, in the role of the therapist, asked, hey, why is this happening? The spirit inside... The sp- I didn't even put that in quotes. Come on. The spirit inside stated that Emma's father, Jacob, was the cause of the possession, having cursed the spirits into her. So he if, was abusing her. If a kid drew that in crayon on SVU, everyone would know what happened. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> anyway. What? The sad part is that just clicked. I typed this up two days ago. The spirits possessed her under the command of Satan himself. So now she's coloring outside the lines. All right. Yeah. Uh, Reverend <laughs> Vogel also noted that Emma's face became, quote, so twisted and distorted that no one would recognize its features. Yeah, because she was upset and they were starving her. Yes. Her pale, (laughs) emaciated head, I wonder why it's emaciated, often extended to the size of an inverted water pitcher, and that her thin, emaciated body would bloat up to such an enormous size that at the first occurrence, the pastor and sisters drew back out of fright, thinking that she would be torn to pieces and burst open. I mean, that is literally what happens to people when you starve them. That's what I was I was going to confirm with you, Doctor. Yes. <laughs> uh, when you don't eat food, you Your distend. bloats, yeah. Yeah. Good God. These people are so, idiots. Yeah, very much so. Uh, she vomited large quantities of foul matter, even though she ate nothing and drank little. This is not... I apologize for... Oh, so she for, threw up bile when you yeah, were, we they, weren't feeding her. <laughs> they, they described it as it looked like chewing tobacco, even though... She had never chewed tobacco. But, like, what does chewing tobacco look like? It looks like Blah. brown muck. Blood. Yeah, it looks like... Dried it, like blood. These people yeah. are terrible. Oh, absolutely they are. Jesus. This is what's... You know Christ. what's scary? The 1900s. That's the scariest thing we can talk about tonight. Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> Just to ask So, that. a pastor at the convent, uh, while this was happening, and I will explain how long this happened exactly, um... He was hearing voices and disturbances in his room at night and got into a mysterious car accident. So schizophrenic or a drunk. What He's, <laughs> I, he's either drunk or guilty and not sleeping because he's abusing this poor girl. Right. So they did three exorcism sessions. Uh, they did eight days in August, seven days in September, and eight days in December. Uh, October, November, they took off for Halloween and Thanksgiving, I guess. How nice. Because what's the better what's the better lawn decoration than a possessed woman? So bad. It's so bad. Hey guys, come look at our real possessed girl. Oh no. She's chained up like Ed at the end of Shaun of the Dead. Oh my god. Um apologies in advance. That was very insensitive of me. (laughs) On 9 p.m. Uh, at 9 p.m. on December 23rd, 1928. Uh, Alexa, when was the Great Depression? Great Depression was from 1929 to 1928. It was like the 30s. It started in like the 30s. Right, so she got better just in time for the Great Depression. That's Whoa. fantastic. She slept, she 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 was possessed through the Roaring Twenties. Yeah, exactly. Man, what a what a waste of time, man. What she could have lived it up. Get depressed. Yeah. Get get uh, possessed and depressed at the, in the thirties. Come on. Everyone at nine p.m. December twenty third, nineteen twenty eight. Emma suddenly leapt up from her bed and began softly muttering, 
Belzebub, Judas, Jacob, Mina, hell, hell, hell. There's your new ringtone. A few minutes later, she uh, sat up and stated to her stunned, stunned audience, From what a terrible burden have I been freed at last. My Jesus mercy. Praised be Jesus Christ. Uh, all done. I'm sorry, just what? Done. She, she just... Yep. She was done. She, she was, was just... Like, what I mean, actual earth? Yeah. I, th- and God. this time. is regarded as a raging success. Man. The exorcism of Emma Schmidt was meant uh. to stay under wraps. Uh, the nuns that endured the ordeal all requested transfers and were relocated within a year. Yeah, they Father Riesinger continued... Yeah, absolutely. Father Riesinger continued exercising, exorcising. Yeah, I, like I mean, I'm oh. sure he did like free weights. <laughs> but he started exercising until his death in November 1941. You know, Sheesh. at the hand, right in the middle of World War II. Great. Yeah. Right. Um, yes. By all accounts, and these are the loosest of accounts because the right. only I things mean, I literally. Could- this story had a person who you're like, no one even knows if she existed. Yeah, so, pretty much. You know. um, by all accounts, she was able to resume a perfectly normal life, practicing as a devout Catholic, and never again being tormented by the demons that stole nearly four decades of her life. Four what? decades. Um, well, I guess maybe three decades, but whatever. Uh, and then she died in the 50s, and I can't find her grave. So. So maybe she that's, did. I just. What? That's the story. Of psychiatry in the That's turn of the yeah. century. <laughs> oh boy! So it sucked almost as much as it does now. <laughs> uh, I mean, a little better. It we, is a little better. I will say, my psychiatrist has not tried to chain me down and put me on an all fluids diet. So, and at the very least, cheers to that. If if some if if someone went to their doctors today and said, doctor. I have thoughts about committing unspeakable sexual acts and I can't enter a church. They would at least go, would you like some Lexapro? It's true. So, I mean, you know, a and little like, better. And like maybe some birth control. Stop, stop, stop. Do not adjust your ears. You are hearing me clear. My name is Gamal and I am a culture queen. My name is Sajda and I'm a contrary queen, okay? I'm coming at you with devil's advocate realness. I'm Jelani. I'm a tangent queen. I'm going to distract us from whatever we're talking about and say something I wanted to. Join us all for Pod Queens, a show where we wade into the steamy waters of culture. Pod Queens, available wherever you get your podcasts. Insert tagline here. Teach Me Something Good is brought to you by our Patreon subscribers. Patreon subscribers get fun surprises like stickers and are the first to know of any fun updates to the show. Your support can be as little as a dollar a month. Head to donate.teachme.show and select the Teach Me Something Good supporter tier to show your support today. That's donate.teachme.show.
Uh, I got my mad scientist get up on. I love it. Because uh, we gotta talk about rabies. Ah! Rabies is scary. Oh, I'm so ba- excited. I mean, it basically turns you into a zombie. It kind of. does. It's, oh, I mean, okay, so I love rabies. Weird it, thing to say. There's I our know. next t shirt. Got it? I uh, heart rabies. I heart rabies? I do, though. So, <laughs> I mean, it's terrifying. I'm not gonna lie. Like, uh, so I'm, as a microbiologist and a virologist, like of all of the diseases known to mankind, rabies is the numero uno would not want. Oh, oh, really? It is a shit way to go. Like worse uh, than leprosy. Yeah, it's a bad way to go. So, oh man. And I, but I do love rabies because it's. I remember <laughs> Keep learning. Saying it, I do. <laughs> it's really cool. So like. When I just, I, it's near and dear to my heart because when I, I remember learning about rabies in my first, like one of my first microbiology classes, and it's just, it's really fascinating. So, rabies mm-hmm. is caused by a virus. Okay. Uh, and it is in the Rhabdoviridae family. It's a, a type of Lyssa virus. So, there's a couple other relatives, but we're just going to talk about the rabies virus. Okay. So, a lot of people know or have heard of rabies, especially yes. if you have a dog or a cat, you're vaccinated against it. Or if you're so afraid it, of going outside. That too. Yes. Uh, though it is hard to get the vaccine, is like an intense process there's like multiple shots yeah um all right and they don't usually give it to humans uh unless you're very likely to experience exposure so rabies is transmitted from animals to humans through bites um this is why like don't fucking think that you're gonna make a raccoon a pet it's like the dumbest this is gonna be a dumb question is it from the saliva or the teeth? It's from the saliva. Okay. And we'll get to that. Cool. So, yeah, so it's from the saliva. And so this is why if you get bit by a wild animal or scratched or in any sort of physical contact with an animal that could have broken skin, you need to call your local health department immediately. Oh. Uh, because the thing about rabies is when treated, you're fine. Uh, currently there's no documented cases of people who were treated, uh, prior to clinical symptoms. there are about 40,000 people in the U S treated every year, whoever gets sick. However, of all of the people who've progressed to clinical infection, like it's that that depends where you look, but it's three to six people have lived and they all had brain damage. So it's one of those things that it's like. If you even like might have an exposure, you you just get the the um, treatment. And it's because, not like you're gonna not know that you might have gotten exposed. I mean, yeah, probably. Like you're like you would have had like effectively what has to happen is the animal has to break skin. Um, and so like generally, you know, if you've had an encounter with an animal right. <laughs> where it broke skin, I mean, and what frequently happens, right, is someone will like notice a raccoon being erratic during the daytime. Like that's really abnormal behavior for most wild animals or, um, pets will start acting aggressive, things like that. And okay. so you usually have an idea, um, 
and same thing bats in general if a bat is in your house you Burn should the house probably down. just yeah that one yeah absolutely uh we digress because we we can't help ourselves uh absolutely my partner james yes. his grandmother who's in her oh she just turned 90 i think wow congrats uh, yeah good run she had a bat in her house a few weeks ago and freaking took it down with a cane. What? Whoa. <laughs> well, now, hold on. If you're that's taking a- it down with Holy a cane, that's precision. Shit. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. So. Holy smokes. She uh, she really knocked that one out of the park. Um, anyway, so, rabies. Rabies. Why is it so cool? I will explain how the clinical progression of rabies works. So Please. you get bit by ouch. an animal that is rabbit. Oh, um, ouch. I got a you, bite. You were an idiot and you didn't call your health department because you thought you were invincible. It was a um, Saturday. I don't know. Yeah. That, there goes. You know, it happens. Got to be close. It's fine. Um, so the virus is shed in the saliva and okay. gets into, into the wound and it actually grows in the muscle tissue. Oh. And it just it grows there. It doesn't it doesn't really cause a lot of damage while it's there. Uh, yep, it's just kind fine. of Good. they fine. yeah they just kind of increase their numbers, uh, and it can stay in your muscle tissue for a couple of weeks. Oh. Um, or eventually they reach sort of this critical mass where they actually start budding off from your muscle tissue into your neurons. Oh no! And once they're in your neurons. They actually travel along the synapses, which are the the gaps between your neurons. They can bud. Right off and transfer themselves between the synapses and so they can travel through your central nervous system and it's, it's interesting for so many reasons but one of the big really interesting ones is it doesn't cause like cell death like you become infected and right. like you eventually progress to having pretty severe neurological symptoms but you actually don't get a lot of cell death and no one really understands why yeah it's really wild so at I that guess it, point, is it not attacking cells? It's just kind of bypassing them? It's kind of them? just growing in them. Yeah, but the thing that's interesting is it's doing something to them. Okay. Because the cells it's growing in, like there are neurological symptoms associated with rabies. Right. Clinical infection. But huh. like there's not like just outright death. It's very, that's interesting. very interesting. Um, there's a whole lot of like neuro stuff with yeah. rabies that I'm just like, oh, Okay. We'll move on. Uh, but so at this point is when you're screwed. Okay. Uh, so when it's still in your mus- muscle tissue, you can get what's called post-exposure prophylaxis, which is what the health department will give you. So it's, oh, okay. it's, it's a combination of shots. Right. And then Ouch. also it's called rig. And it's, it's a, um, like an anti, it's a not, I don't know if it's an antibody or something, but it's called oh. rig. And it's, it's actually put directly into the wound. Um, oh. And so that, plus the post-exposure shots, which you have to get like three of them over the course of like two weeks, okay. that will stop it. But once, you, yeah. But once you've started, uh, once you've started showing symptoms, you're really fucked. Um, but if it's in your nervous system and it hasn't traveled that far, uh-huh. there are some treatments that may work. Um, and one Can, interesting thing yep. is the further away from your brain you're bit, the longer you have. So it really is like if I get bit in the foot. It's going to take longer than if they bite me in the... Yep. I wanted to say face, but I guess Just that happens. Right on the face, yeah. Right happens. on the or cheek. Like, I mean, who can resist that? Look at that. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah, so because it travels up through. Right. And so 
generally that stage is not marked by a lot of clinical symptoms. When it gets into your brain is when shit really goes off the rails. So it gets into your brain and it does a bunch of things. But the really common thing that's like talked about a lot is called it. It forms negri bodies, which are. That sounds like vaguely look, racist. Yeah, they look like tiny little tumory things almost. They Oof. just, they're really like, they're up in your brain and they're fucking shit up. And so it's interesting though, and this is, this is why I love rabies, is <laughs> so the neurologic symptoms that are, are associated with rabies encourage like afraid of water, right? Yeah, so they encourage its transmission. So the first oh. thing is Ooh. it makes you aggressive. Right, Urgh. it makes animals aggressive, and it can make humans aggressive. So you're more likely to bite things. <laughs> also, it makes you severely hydrophobic. So it it causes so much pain in your throat that the idea mm-hmm. of drinking water is so horrific that you actually become afraid of water, but- and then you start foaming at the mouth because it's too painful to swallow. So and if you then, start foaming at the mouth, that's your saliva going. Mm-hmm. And that's where the... And it grows mm. in your salivary glands. So it makes you more likely to bite people, more likely to release your saliva into the environment, and it grows in your freaking saliva. And all it is is like a little tiny protein coat with some genes inside of it. And it like turns you into a rabies zombie... And then it kills you. But before then, what? it still sucks because you're I, like, it's really painful, apparently. I have so many questions. <laughs> question, the, the, the most essential question is, how does it kill you exactly? Uh, respiratory failure. Oh, because uh, you're It causes you're like drinking. shutdowns. I think, I think it causes like slow degradation of your central nervous system. Fun. Always a That's my time. understanding. Second, how hydro is it just you don't want to drink water or you want to will it combine so you want to right. fight the water? Yes, yeah, so from what I've seen it actually can make you like a f- afraid of water. Though it's not super clear on on That's, that situation. Is there are there any other diseases like rabies that actively give you a phobia? Yeah, I'm trying to think, and I don't think, not that we know of, um, but you're 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 putting me back on you're 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 getting me on rabies side here. I mean, I'm fascinated. I might love rabies too. This is it's kind of cool. I mean, it's it was one of the first times that I remember being like, I want to be a virologist. This is really cool because it's I really just this thing of like. Like rabies, viruses, they're all, you know, these minuscule, they're not even living technically, right? When they're by their, right. when they're by themselves, they're not living. They're just like a little bit of genetic material, like, you know, a fraction of the genetic material that's in a human just sitting in a protein coat and they can do this insane amount of damage and, and cause all these really, really complex behavioral changes. And it's like, that is cool shit. It's and really, I mean, really cool. <laughs> it, it it basically shares the same like process structure as your, you know, mythical zombies. 
Right, exactly. Yeah, and so, I mean, that's one of the reasons that it really captures imagination. I mean, there are a good amount of people that still die from it every year, mostly not in the U.S. Um, usually the big thing is if there's a, a robust uh, domestic animal vaccination program, you see rates drop off a lot. Uh, okay. Dogs dogs are really, stray dogs are huge, huge concern for rabies. Makes a lot um, of sense. And so if you don't have that, you really, really cut down um, on your exposure. And so the last thing I have on this, really, yeah. the last thing I want to hit, uh, and it's extra interesting because you also Just talked about Milwaukee. Oh, boy. So it's called the Milwaukee Protocol. Which is like just a cool name. Is it? Uh, <laughs> is the, can I just guess right now? Is the Milwaukee Protocol like a plate, a garbage plate of fries, uh, some cheese curds, and a good hearty <laughs> don't you know? Oh, I wish. That's how you cure uh, rabies, everyone. Turns out, yeah. So the Milwaukee Protocol was go Brewers first established in. Oh man, you know I wrote down. Uh, who knows? It doesn't say. <laughs> the thing I downloaded so it doesn't give a time. It was not that long ago. Because effectively what it is, is you put someone in a coma. Uh, oh, And you oh, no. let them ride out the rabies infection in a coma. Because you can, by, by reducing brain activity, you can protect the central nervous system sometimes from the damage long enough for the body to mount an appropriate response to get rid of the virus. Because usually what happens in clinical progression of rabies is your body can't mount an immune attack fast enough. Like you're getting more nervous system damage than your body can fight back. And so the idea of the Milwaukee protocol is if you put someone in a coma, you can actually protect their nervous system. Again, only worked for three people. So, oh, like, <laughs> it's not a, like... Is is that a protocol or just <laughs> yeah, look, a wild guess? Literally, I mean, like, literally when you read it on the internet, the internet's like, I don't, like... Like, it's only gotten, like, popularity because, I mean, for it's rabies... It's named the Milwaukee Protocol. Right, yes. And also, I mean, like, to live after clinical rabies is... I mean, even even a minuscule chance is better than... Yeah. No, you're just gonna you're gonna die and it's gonna suck dicks. Like <laughs> Is it you're gonna to be like that... old yeller. <laughs> oh my god. Going. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. Um, is it safe to say that like like the neurons in your nervous system when this thing is kinda like going through them, is it kinda like a when you hop on like a walking escalator like it speeds you up a little (laughs) so like if they're not if they're if they're not working then you have to like the rabies is just like oh fuck i have to walk yeah um, fine yeah i'm not super familiar with all of the um all of the the kind of way that that would work uh but yeah i think that that would definitely be part of it um for those three people whose bodies are airports. Yeah, because you have, because effectively, right, the way viruses work is they hijack your cells machinery. Right. Okay. And so if you slow down your cells machinery, you can, in theory, slow down production of the virus and your body can. So, but again, it's only worked for three people. So, like, let's hardly call this a thing. Well, <laughs> what if we learned today 
One, just fucking stay away from Milwaukee. As the 1800s. Uh, two, the two scariest things I can think of are rabid dogs and the Catholic Church. True. That was uh, true before tonight. And it's that it's just reinforced today. Yep. <laughs> wow. I'm scared. I'm now sufficient. Cause but don't nothing... you also a little bit heart rabies now? I, I do. I'm... It's kind of like, you know, when you, like, see a toddler try to climb up some steps and then he does it. It's like, oh, little uh, buddy, you did it. It's just like, I, wow. for me, for me, it it really drives home the need to respect all of the components of our living world. Life uh, finds a way. Life finds a way. <laughs> And it's not even life. It's it's the basic blocks of a chicken nugget making you fucking. Right. Which is so crazy. Uh, like, I think that if anything that that points to, we need to think about how we define like life and what is, you know, what is this ecosystem that we exist in? Really? It's, I don't know. Ugh, it, I could it's wax not, poetic about this. It's not really life, though, until rabies starts infecting politicians to get them to lobby for less rabies testing. <laughs> Once they yeah, get a that politician. Might... That's a zombie novel right there. Yeah. I'm going to well, write that book. Write that down. <laughs> rabies takes over Congress. Check. Perfect. Excellent. <laughs> well, well, we've gotten three red lights already. So I think, we should, uh, oh, I think we should. I think we should go home. Yeah. Well, we should leave the zoo. We should at least leave the zoo. <laughs> Um, I mean, I could talk uh, rabies offline for at least another hour, though. So, and I will, I will be here. You can lull me to sleep with more <laughs> interesting viro mechanics of <laughs> the world's scariest diseases. Perfect. <laughs> well, this so, was a blast. Uh, this was awesome. I we should we should do this more often. Maybe yeah. maybe once a month, and we'll put it on. No one's talking to you. No one again. Every, every you've time you've gotta figure your Alexa problem out. Every time I come on Pop Up Improv, I yell at the stupid yeah, fucking. It's like anyway. your bit now. Oh God. Anyway. Uh <laughs> thank you for listening to Spook Me Something Good. Let me look menacing. Arm back. Yes, menacing. Uh you just look you just look fierce. You can't <laughs> Yeah. That's now you're just adorable. Um Go to our website, teachme.show. You can listen to all of our old episodes and some really great extras. Um, you can also uh, check out our Twitter. We are at Teach Me Show. Uh, we are also on Facebook. Uh, I think our URL is at Teach Me Show. And, um, you know, find us on all of your favorite podcast things. We have merchandise as well. You can find those on our Twitter or Facebook as well. Get our brand new T-shirt that says, What's more bisexual than a banana? Ah. Uh, it's amazing. So, <laughs> so good. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks, Pop of Improv. Thank you very much, Pop of Improv. Do this. Late night scaries. Channel. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to the Apocalypse Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, go to apocalypsepodcastnetwork.com. And remember, every time you support one of our sponsors, you're supporting the podcast you just heard. 